Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 3rd of August. Today, Australia's Commonwealth Games pool party comes to a close, Eddie Betts' biography to cause Crow's headaches, and the simply insane amount of money that Tiger Woods was offered to play golf. But first... Ben Hunt wins the origin for Queensland! What a moment in origin history! It was less than a month ago that Queensland broke the hearts of New South Wales Rugby League fans as the Maroons won a State of Origin series they were never meant to. And now, Queensland looks set to kick New South Wales in the Steedens once again. Peter Volandes is threatening to move this year's grand final interstate after a broken promise from the New South Wales Premier on the upgrade of suburban grounds. Last year's NRL Grand Final was played at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane after COVID forced the competition to relocate from New South Wales to the Sunshine State. But it appears the biggest game of the year could again be Queensland bound. But this time, it's not because of a pandemic, but because of a broken promise. All my promises you can't keep. Quick backstory, the New South Wales government promised the NRL that they'd spend around $800 million on revamping four suburban grounds. Brookvale Oval, Leichhardt Oval, Penrith Stadium and Shark Park. On the back of that promise, the NRL then agreed that the grand final would be played in Sydney for the next 20 years. But after huge areas of New South Wales were ravaged by floods in the first half of the year, New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet and his government were forced to dip into their piggy bank, which has left them a bit short of coin. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, all right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. And suddenly, that guaranteed $800 million isn't so guaranteed. Consequently, Rugby League Commission boss Peter Volandis, a man who's done more handshake deals than Dominic Perrottet has years on earth, has suddenly invited Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and her government back into the grand final hosting discussion. Please, have a seat. But whatever happens, we're set to find out exactly how much the NRL grand final is worth. The swimming is done and we've walked away with a sack full of medals, reaffirming the fact that Australia is still the biggest fish in the Commonwealth Games pool. But now, we head to the track. And when it comes to the track, there's nothing quite like the 100-metre sprint. It's Bolt all the way. He's looking round at Gay. Watch the clock. It's gold for Bolt. And again. He's done it again. A new world record for Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt cast a dominant shadow over the men's 100 metres for the better part of 15 years. But now that he's hung up the spikes, Australia can shine a light on the fast-flowing mullet of Rowan Browning. Pretty good, Rowan. He's right up with Green early. Let's see what the phase is like. Amita and Stewart out wide. Browning and Green together. He's going okay, Rowan. He's going to be the first man home. Yes, he is. And he's run really well. Oh, boy. Browning, who shocked the sprinting world when he defeated Jamaica's Johan Blake in his heat at the Tokyo Olympics last year, produced his best run of 2022 to win his heat and qualify for the semi-finals of the Commonwealth Games, as called on Channel 7. Browning turned in a lightning-fast performance, running 10.1 seconds for the distance, and it turns out he's found some inspiration ahead of the Games from the golfing world. I heard a great quote from Tony Finnow over on the PGA Tour earlier this week. A winner's just a loser. He kept on trying. Or in the immortal worlds of Will Ferrell as Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights. If you ain't first, you're last. There is simply no denying Eddie Betts was a bums-on-seats kind of footballer. Here's Sloan in the pocket. Eddie Harbrow. Eddie. Oh, oh, yes! Oh, yes! Yeah! Yes! You're a magician! That's what the crowd wanted! And that's exactly what they got! Vintage Eddie Betts! 
but even in retirement, Eddie is set to make people pay attention. Betts' autobiography, The Boy from Boomerang Crescent, is set to hit shelves today, and in an excerpt released yesterday from the book, he brings to light startling details from the now infamous Adelaide Crows controversial pre-season training camp in 2018 that Betts says made him feel like, quote, a piece of me was brainwashed. Get out of my head! Betts detailed moments from the camp that he believed were disrespectful to many cultures, but particularly his own. Betts was also verbally abused by staff running the camp about details he disclosed seemingly in confidence to counsellors at the camp about his upbringing. And apparently, this was all meant to make Eddie a better football player. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Post-camp, Betts' form suffered. He was dropped from the leadership group before he eventually made the decision to return to Carlton at the end of the season. And if that's just an excerpt, I imagine the whole book will make for difficult reading for anyone who was involved with that camp or the Crows at the time. When it was first floated, the golfing world expected this rebel Saudi-backed tour live golf to be nothing more than a flash in the pan. It was meant to burn bright but quick, without causing too much disruption to the established PGA Tour. But... Houston, we have a problem. The Live Series, led by CEO Greg Norman, has splashed the cash like a bogan who just won Powerball and have converted several big names in the process. Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, and of course, Phil the Thrill Mickelson, who's being paid a reported $200 million over the next three years just to play on the Rebel Tour. He's just getting paid to, to lounge around. But Phil's payday is pocket change compared to the offer that was apparently put in front of Mr. Tiger Woods, a number so insanely ridiculous that surely it can't be true. It just can't be. So you keep reading that you offered Tiger Woods seven, eight hundred billion dollars, some unknown number to join Live. Is that true? That number was out there before I became CEO. So that number's been out there, yes. Yeah. Holy sh! Greg Norman, CEO of Live Golf, just confirmed in a roundabout sort of way that Tiger Woods was indeed offered somewhere in the vicinity of eight hundred million dollars just to play on the Live Tour. Tiger's a needle mover, right? Yeah. So, of course, you're going to look at the best of the best. Yeah, but there's going after the best of the best, and then there's paying a man $800 million to play golf. Man, I wish my parents had forced me to play golf. And that is your Fast Fun Hitters Ball for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.